your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, we're back here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oil. Oils got beard, get primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed just like mine. You can check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the code Locked On for a 20% off discount at checkout. So... Obviously, we have a special guest for today's episode. He's been on the podcast plenty of times. I go on his show a lot of times as well. It's kind of like a home-and-home home thing that we do at this point. Different setup here. I noticed that the light in my room before I move in a few days is total crap. So um, we're going to be down here with the jerseys. He also has his jerseys as well. Um this will be a, this will not be my background starting on Saturday when I move down to Richmond. But uh, Doug Glackey of the Four Checking TV um, joins us here. Doug, h- how have you been, man? I've been good, Hunter. How you been doing, buddy? Not bad. You know, it's it's definitely a bit of a transition doing video um, as well. Obviously, everyone can still listen to it on Apple and Spotify if they choose, or that you know they can watch my you know lovely voice talk in live action. Um, I it's I, it's just really great to grow the podcast now um, on another platform, which is just it makes it so much worth it. Um, but we have a pretty packed show today. We're going to start off with the Jake Gensel news. We're also going to touch, th- uh, get your thoughts on how the team has been playing. Um, talk about those jerseys that are going to be making a debut this weekend that we both were um, c- kind of first on with the scoop. I don't really know who else was reporting it, but I didn't really see it out there um, too much. Go over uh, some players who should replace Gensel on the top line and a couple of other things as well um, in the last segment. So, First off, Doug, the big news today, because of course, you know, we, the Penguins fans the last couple of years, we can't have nice things, right? Um, Jake Gensel is now week to week with an upper body injury. Um, I went back a little bit uh, and watched a few replays of the game. He ended up leaving the ice for a little bit due to blocking a shot with his right wrist slash hand. So reading between the lines he he even came back after that and scored two goals so he might have scored two goals on either a a sprained wrist or b a broken hand slash wrist so that's probably why he's week to week there's no official um injury but i'm reading between the lines with that um doug this is just a tremendous loss for the penguins he has 15 goals this year he scored on seven of his last 14 shots um, he's averaging 0.4 goals per game at this point. There's only five to six other players ahead of him in terms of the goal race slash rocket race. Um, just how big of a deal is this for the Penguins? It's it's massive. You know, it's I, I don't want to say that it's devastating, but with where the team was trending, it's pretty devastating. Um, you know, and honestly, dude, you ha- you have to feel bad for Jake because this is the second time in his career where he really looks like he's starting to turn a corner and become that household name, nationally known superstar that all of us in Pittsburgh know that he is. But he ends up getting a longer term injury, you know, and I, you know, it sucks because like 
we were talking about the lines, how everything was starting to come together. You know, the fact that he was on pace to score 50 goals, like everything was starting to come together. And, you know, just like you say, man, we can't have nice things and this team can never be healthy. So it's very unfortunate for the Penguins and extremely unfortunate for Jake himself. Yeah, I mean, because he was having, you know, there were takes I talked about on Tuesday's episode, the first one on YouTube and everything. There were people saying that this was probably the best hockey they've seen him play throughout his NHL career. You could certainly argue it. I'll get your thoughts on that. The 2016-17 run really comes to mind. But do you think overall this was the best hockey we've seen from Jake for as long as he's been in the league? On a consistent basis, yes. Um, You know, he just looked so dominant um, in so many different ways. I feel like he was seeing the ice very well and he was able to get into certain areas that generate scoring chances that he wouldn't have been able to in his first two years in the league. Um, like, especially coming off that 17, 17 run, um, you know, and I think, you know, there's a case to be made that the best hockey that he ever played was that uh, first round series against the Flyers in 2018 because <laughs> him and Sid, that was – that was nuts. Like that, that game where he had four goals, it was absolutely nasty, you know? And I mean, obviously they got, the Penguins got lucky. This isn't, I mean, it's going to be, it seems like it could be longer term, but you know, it could, could have been a lot worse, especially looking at the shot block video. It could have been way worse in my opinion, but you know, I think when, whenever everything shakes out and he does come back and he's healthy, the recipe's there keeping Evan Rodriguez with him and Sid. I'm not yeah. – I can't really explain it, but it just – it works very well. And it reminds you of Dom Simone – how Dom Simone used to play up there with them, except for Evan Rodriguez is actually able to finish. Yeah, I mean, it definitely – that should be the line moving forward, especially with Rodriguez playing on the best hockey of his career. I've said it on the pod so many times, man. If you look at Micah's stuff on Hockey Viz – and you just see a blob of red and every, every part of the offensive zone, except like the right or left boards where he is just driving offense to an elite degree. I mean, I think the big question at that point is what do you do with Brian Rust? Do you move him down with Evgeny Malkin? I mean, he still has not started skating yet. He was kind of stick handling on the ice, but you know, right at the bench area today. So he still doesn't look like he's that close of Malkin. Um, he skated today. He actually practiced with the team. No contact jersey. As soon as that comes off and he starts taking contact, you know it's going to be close. I want to assume we're – Josh keeps talking about it in his articles in The Athletic. I got to assume we're a couple weeks away from, from Malkin coming back and they've held enough water where he should be good to go um, in that regard. But you know, going back to Jake for just a sec, Doug, who do you replace him on that top line with? You know, The lines today – um, that Sullivan ruled out. Ever Rodriguez with Crosby and Kasperi Kapanen was getting that shot. I, I just I don't know about that because Cappy has been really bad this year, and you know he can talk as much as he wants to the media, saying, you know, I want to get this right. I, I know I'm playing bad. It's going to turn around. But until we see that happen, uh, this, this this is just how it's going to be. Everyone, including myself, is just going to talk about how you know awful he's been this year. Do you think he deserves an opportunity? Um, on Sid's line to really get going, or do you think that should go to someone else? 
it's it's a difficult situation simply because they put together that Zucker Carter Heinen line, mm-hmm. and it looks really really good so far. Um, it looks very encouraging, and I don't I don't think that it's something that you would want to break up, you know, because I think we we've all come to the realization that Cappy isn't really that good with Jeff Carter. Um, so really you're running out of options, you know, and it's like, you know, as much as I myself would like to see a top line of Dom Simone, Sidney Crosby, and Evan Rodriguez, it's not going to happen and it probably shouldn't, but you know, I think that the best move go- moving forward is just to keep capping in there because, you know, the only other thing that I would potentially explore is I'm curious to see what Jason Zucker could do with Crosby and Evan Rodriguez. You know, it just, it seems like a line combination that could work. And it seems like something that could potentially activate Zucker and get him going in the offense again, at least from a goal scoring perspective. Yeah. I mean, in Zucker and Crosby do have pretty decent chemistry when they play together. Their underlying numbers are also really good. You know, I go back to the article that Danny wrote um, where, you know, he argued that Zucker should be on that top line and get Jake should be um, on Gino's line uh, just because they both work really well um, with those respective players. So I wouldn't mind that either. Another one, um, the, what if they put Danton Heinen up there, you know, seven goals already this year. Um, he's already equaled his total from last year in uh, almost 17, 18 fewer games, which is just crazy considering um, how last year went for him. Uh, would you consider that uh, at some point? I wouldn't mind seeing it. I mean, you know that I've been a major proprietor for playing yeah. Danton Heinen in the top six. Um, I think I think that's a line combination that could work. Um, you know, and you got to keep in mind, I, I feel like Heinen and Rodriguez have a little bit of chemistry already because of how much Rodriguez is, was playing second line center early on in the year when Heinen had to play up in the top six a little bit due to injuries and COVID outbreaks and things of that nature. And I'm I'm just going to pose this question to you. I'm not sure how possible it is just given the roster structure and where he is. I wouldn't hate to see Drew O'Connor get a run up there with Sid just for a time, you know, like just to see what, what he could do because I mean, at that point you're not messing with any other line. You know, like, why not just mess with Sid's line a little bit to keep everything together that's been working so well as of late? Yeah. I mean, I I don't think Sully will do that. I just don't – he doesn't seem like the coach that would give him that opportunity. I think he's probably more fine in a bottom six role, um, at least in my opinion. But um, it would be something if he um, was up there. I know uh, the team probably wants to get him going a little bit because he's – well, one, he hasn't played a lot, and two, um, when he has played, his offense has kind of cratered down a little bit. But um, I still think he's probably going to be um, in that bottom six. But so, man, just a really big loss for Pittsburgh, especially with how elite he was lately and how he was kind of putting the team on his back a little bit with all the goals that he had been scoring. Um, he was putting up a Rocket Richard, such a mini kind of heart trophy season. I know there's so many – better candidates ahead of Jake right now in terms of the heart, but um, he was playing like one of the best players in hockey. That's for sure. Still have a little more to get to for this episode of Locked on Penguins, including a look at the road ahead, how Doug thinks the team has played um, over these last few games. And, and yes, 
They will also be wearing those beautiful jerseys this Saturday. I'll get Doug's thoughts um, on those. Just again, they, they, those things are just sexy as heck. But um, before we get to that, um, got beard, get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. This is due to the exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rose ship, and kia seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you will be glad you did. Most companies focus on fragrance first that leads to a product that does not feel good on the skin. We took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beer to the other companies that you have used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code locked on gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. That's primaloriginoils.com with the lock code locked on at checkout for 20% off. Now, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Bill Bar. It's filled with many delicious holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate as well. But they're also amazingly low in calories, sugars, net carbs, and fat. You get the boasted best of both worlds. They're delicious and they are healthy. There's many delicious flavors with cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Those are two of my favorite flavors, raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate. Bill Bar gives you that extra fuel that you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. It's the season of peace. Don't bring up your favorite Bill Bar flavors at family parties, please. That would be really, really bad because everyone is so passionate about their favorite flavor. Well, if you're friends with Santa, you can tell Santa to throw a few Bilt Bars in those stockings as well. Um, you can go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Okay, Doug. So let's just let's just get into how the overall you know team has looked here. They're six and three and one in their last ten games. Six and one and one. In their last eight, 13 out of 16 points those last eight games. Um, they have Washington coming up in a really big game. The Capitals are kind of starting to pull away a little bit from the Penguins and the Metro. Um, even though it is a bit early still, I mean, I guess, even though we're over a quarter of, of the way into the season, um, just what have you been your takeaways through um, these last 10 games, and especially this road trip uh, so far? My big thing is, is that um... – I think they're still a playoff team. You know, I feel like early on the season, everybody got scared a little bit thinking, okay, this might be the year that it happens. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case. Um, in my opinion, even without Malkin at times, they've looked like one of the deeper teams that they've had yeah. since at least the two cup runs, you know, maybe even dating farther back, you know? And I mean, Although Jake's going to be out for a little bit, Rust is out for a little bit, we're all bracing and gearing up for the return of Evgeny Malkin. I think that once he's back and he's able to get himself settled in, this team can be 
nasty. Like they, you know, like when I say like putting up six goals on Seattle the other night, I think that they could do that consistently to inferior teams and, you know, just straight up demolish teams. Um, and that's going to be the, what they need to do to hold a playoff spot in the Metropolitan Division is because um, they have to beat the bad teams, you know. Yeah. Um, that's something that I feel like they struggle with time and time again. You know, sometimes it's hard, you know, like Tuesday night in February when you're playing the Coyotes, is it easy to get up and get hyped for that game? Not yeah. really. But, you know, you develop that killer in- instinct over time and, I really think that they're I think they're in a good spot. You know, they've been playing well. The Seattle game was very encouraging for a lot of reasons. Like I said earlier, I I there's a lot of intrigue in the Zucker, Carter, Danton Heinen line. Um simply because we've been looking for what could be a killer third line whenever Malkin comes back. Yeah. I think without a doubt that, that is that's the golden ticket, you know. Um because they're probably going to just use Rust as a top six left wing um, with how good Rodriguez has been up on the top line. I could see, you know, that's something they did whenever Phil was here for a little bit um, in that 18 season, in that 2018 season. So I could see them trying to run that back and see if they got that magic again. So Gensel, Crosby, Rodriguez, Rust, Malkin, Kapanen, Zucker, Carter, Heinen, Aston Reese, Booger, McGinn is probably what you would yes. run. Yes, that's. I think that that's what they would have to run. And then if um, things don't work out with, you know, the biggest wild card out of that whole thing is the Rust, Malkin, Kapanen line. Like, they they have the potential to be world breakers, but it's also tough because you have a guy who's been horrifically inconsistent this year going and playing with two guys who haven't really played much a better part of two years due to injuries, you know? So that's that's still yet to be seen if that is full. But the other three line combinations that we named before, they they work. They work. They mesh well together. And there's really not much due cause for either of them to be broken up at this point. And and I would pretty I would dig it pretty well just because Rodriguez, as you said, has been really good. But if he does struggle, they can move Russ back up and then figure out what to do with Rodriguez. He slots in honestly to any line. So. Um, I, I really don't mind what they do um, with him. And, you know, Josh was talking about this in his article on The Athletic um, with, you know, just because Sullivan has been putting Kapanen on the fourth line and people been wondering, like, well, you know, what's the plan with him? And, you know, there is a plan. They're going to put him back with Gino and they're going to see what's going to happen. And if that doesn't work, then they're really up a creek, I think, with him. Just because if he's not providing value next to the player that, you know, he played best next to last season, um, then it's – I really think there is going to be some serious problems. Um, I, I really do think that. Um, the, the, they got a big game coming up, Doug, on Friday. It's nice that they have a few days off. I think the team could really use it. They just played a whole bunch of games in a very few nights. Um, even though there wasn't a lot of back-to-backs during that stretch, I believe from the 14th, 15th, um, that weekend of November till – uh, the other night, um, they played it. I want to say like a span of ten games in about three weeks or something. So it was definitely a pretty busy stretch. Mm-hmm. It was only one back to back for um, that stretch. So it's nice for them to get a few days off. They're back home in Pittsburgh. They'll go to Washington. Then they'll have a lot of home games. But 
You know, that game against Washington is not going to be easy. They have 52% of the expected goals this year. They have 61.2% of the actual goals. Their shot attempts are around 51%. Um, if you go to Money Puck, um, their goals against per 60 is 1.96. Their goals for per 60 is 3.1. So um, they're one of the best scoring teams in the league. I definitely did not think they would be this good this year. Um, for as much as Penguins fans like to hate on him, I, I'll, I'll say this. Tom Wilson's been pretty good this year. You know, he's actually maybe going to fool Matt Cook a little bit and cleaned up his act. And, you know, he's showing that he can actually be a serviceable player like Matt Cook when he's not being a complete moron um, on the ice. I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this here in a second, by the way. I'll, I saw some Elliot Friedman, Tom Wilson for Team Canada takes today. And I was like, okay. Um, but just how big of a matchup do you – how big of a game do you think this is? for Pittsburgh to potentially extend a message saying like, okay, um, we're playing better hockey now. You're not running away with the division just yet. I mean, I think it's a very important game. Um, it's always important when that, whenever the pen and caps get together, but mm-hmm. um, one would think, you know, they're probably going to start Tristan Jari. It only makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's one hell of a start for him. You know, if he can come in and in, into Washington, play a good game and stay solid for 60 minutes, that's a really big – that's a big thing for where he yeah. once was, you know. And, I mean, like I feel like for a lot of this year, I bet the biggest storyline has been Tristan Jari's growth and maturity throughout um, everything because he went from the lowest point in his career to – really just going on an absolute freaking heater. Um, You know, he's been fantastic for the entire season. He's probably been their most valuable player up until this point. And, you know, just to talk about this team, Tom Wilson for Team Canada stuff real quick, it's not the worst idea. I mean, the amount of random – the amount of random guys I've seen people – throw of Team Canada is insane. Like I've seen people talk about Andrew Mangiapane, Drake Batherson. It's like, dude, like it's crazy. It's crazy some of the stuff I've seen. Drake Batherson? Um, what? <laughs> dude, Drake Batherson's been unreal to start the year in August. Yes. Like he's been yeah. sick. But like but I don't go ahead. Go ahead. I don't think I don't think it's worth putting him on the fourth line. I mean and like like you and I have said before that that country is so loaded that they could have their entire forward core consist of centermen and they would steamroll every single person they play this is um, probably the best without doubt roster we will see of our lifetime um at least in my opinion (laughs) yeah um i i agree you know and i think there's also a case to be made that this could potentially be the best team usa roster we see in our lives well you know they selected seth jones so let's see if the decision makers the new ones um actually know what they're doing there um but yeah i just i had to pick your brain with that tom wilson thing i saw earlier elliot freeman was talking about it on the jeff merrick show overall i mean ovechkin's on a freaking heater this year um overall with him i know some penguins fans still hate him I think people got to put the past in the past. I mean, it's him and Sid as the two uh, best players of this generation. Um, Seeing what he's doing this year is nothing short of incredible considering he's in his late thirties at this point. I know Sid has started to heat up, um, but you know, you're not going to get any negative OV slander from me. Like you'll see some weird folks in the DC media 
give weird Crosby slanders because a they don't know what they're talking about and b they know nothing about hockey. Um, but um, and that's not for the people that I know. This is this is like the high up media that you know writes for the Post and all these other people. I think that I saw some weird takes like a, a couple weeks ago where it was just like. Okay, don't really know what some of these Caps media are talking about. But um, he's awesome. He's on a tear. He probably will win the Rocket this year. Um, TJ Oshie is somehow defying time with that contract that he has. They still don't have Backstrom back, if I'm not mistaken. John Carlson's playing well. You know, they have have a pretty deep team um, with all the kids that they have in the line. And they've been battling a lot of injuries as well. So the fact that um, they're in first place, definitely something that I didn't see coming this year. that's for sure, Doug. Um, but um, that will do it for this second segment of the show. Coming up in the uh, last segment, we're going to go over that third jersey that's going to debut this weekend and um, who Doug is probably going to get and what he thinks overall um, of that jersey. But first off, though, that online has you covered for all the seasons, and that means more props, odds, and lines than ever before, especially as the NFL season continues to the march to the playoffs in just about a month. Then line remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That has been online where the game starts. All right. So we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast, the second one that will be going on YouTube later tonight. And, of course, it will be on Apple and Spotify. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins and follow my Twitter um, at Hunter Hodes. So, Doug, I, I, I said it about last week. I had a couple people in my DM saying you were right. I said – yeah, you know, probably about a few days late, but um, it seems like, you know, the, the little birdie that we have definitely came through, and those jerseys are sweet, and they're going to make their debut this Saturday against the Anaheim Ducks. I believe they go on sale at midnight on Saturday to be purchased from pensgear.com as well, and I'm sure they will be pretty pricey um, once they go on that website. Uh, Doug, overall, what are your thoughts on it, and do you think it was right to – excuse me, include a different logo on the shoulder patch. Honestly, man, this is probably the best jersey that they've come out with since the baby blue jerseys they did for the 2008 Winter Classic. Um, That's just my opinion. I'm okay with the shoulders. Um, I know everybody's been like harping on the shoulder patches, but like on a black jersey, it, it, it works like you're able to pull it off in my opinion. Um, you know, I was such a big fan of the white diagonal they did last year, but this black one is just absolutely unbelievable. So I'm really, really excited to get my hands on one of these. Um, I'll be in the city, uh, Saturday for the game. And, you know, we're going to basically just go directly into the team store and see what they got. (laughs) Uh, I will be refreshing my, website at midnight on Saturday. That's for sure. Pens gear. I, I will be looking to see how much the prices are. Uh, it's just the, the Jersey. So beautiful. I want Snoop dog to make an appearance with it, please. If they can just do that for old time's sake. I know he's a bit older now than he was back in 19 and back in the nineties. But um, I, I still, I, I, we need it to happen. I think that would be awesome. And you know, it's great that they're going to be wearing that not just for this year, Doug, um, but for the next few seasons, as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they say, Hey, we're going to wear these in the playoffs. 
like they did their third jerseys last year. I know those jerseys weren't that good, but um, I could totally see that happening. And you know what? Sign me up for that. Um, I'll say this as well. The naysayers that always say, well, it's a it's a diagonal, it's just a rip-off Rangers jersey. These people are a bunch of bunch of frauds, um, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something about the way Pittsburgh does it that's like super nice. Now I I do agree I'm not big on like ripping off like the diagonal word mark as much for other teams. Like I don't like Tampa Bay Stadium series jerseys. I don't like the Hurricanes white cane jersey that they have. How about those Nashville jerseys? (laughs) That is, those jerseys are honest to God, the worst jerseys I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, The fact that those even got approved is just phenomenal to me. Just absolutely insane. Yeah. I I, I can't believe it either. Those things stink. Um, I don't know who was in their, their marketing team, their design team that said, hey, let's have this one. Uh, VR jersey, but um, I'm just I'm just excited, man. You know, it's it's finally a jersey that a lot of people have been wanting to come back uh, for some time now. And if some at some point now that Mario is the very minority owner, starting this weekend when the NHL Board of Governors approves that sale, he won't have to say on the Robo Penguin anymore. The Robo Penguin is back on, baby. The we Robo need Penguin needs to come back. That jersey that I tweeted out a few months ago, I can you can find that tweet. Um, and I can probably show that on the the show on here at some point. Um, this photoshopped one with Sid. It is just yes, it's, it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's unreal. But um, it's exciting that they're keeping them for at least. I, I saw like at least the next three seasons, like you said, which means I don't have to rush to get a Sid jersey right away. Do you know who I you're can get at? adventurous with it? Well, I am currently stuck between Jeff Carter and Jari. Okay. okay. So I'm leaning, I, I'm leaning Jake Ensel right now, to be honest. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um, definitely a good one. I, I think, you know, I don't have a Carter Jersey yet and like, you know, all of us love Jeff Carter. So that might have to be something that, ha- that comes to fruition this weekend, but we'll, We'll see. I mean, for me, it's all going to depend on what they have left whenever I get to the game because yeah. they're going to they're going to sell quick and they're going on sale at 10 a.m. at the team store. So, oh. you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, that, that should be something. I, I can't wait to see what the lines look like out um, for that one. But, um, Doug, I think that might do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I, I thank all of you for listening and watching this episode. We'll have another one. Uh, tomorrow and then of course on friday before the game against washington um doug plug in your social media info and you know where everyone can find your podcast as well all right guys so follow me on twitter at doug underscore gladke i also do a uh, hockey podcast as well called for checking tv be sure to follow it on twitter at for checking tv and when you go there you'll be able to find our youtube our spotify our um, apple podcast stuff and all that on our Twitter at once again at for checking TV. Yeah, they do a great show over there. So definitely go subscribe to their channel. And, and if you don't watch it on YouTube, go subscribe to their podcast on Apple and Spotify. But that'll do it for this one. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your Wednesday. And we will be back on Thursday and Friday with another episode for the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I'll talk to you all then.